Nathan, all the four League of Ireland teams started back training today. Uh, can you tell us anything about it? Yeah, it's like we're just talking about another situation that's up in the air, but this is um, this is a positive step with Dundalk, Shamrock Rovers, Bohemians and Derry City, I just said, all the time to train this morning ahead of this uh, pilot tournament that is due to take place uh, in the summer. Another good bit of news was that the latest rounds of testing all came back negative. So it's all a good sign, pointing hopefully in the right direction to get the League of Ireland back probably by the end of the summer. But in terms of everybody else, the FBI is trying to put a return to training uh, protocol procedure. Uh, his choice said that four times quick. <laughs> trying to put that into place uh, for everybody else to return to training in groups of up to 15 people. Um, but at the moment, the target date for that is the 15th of June. So hopefully that will be looked at. But while looking to learn more, the FEO have said that they will make detailed announcements later this week, possibly Thursday. But hopefully we'll have much more uh, for next week to get a teeth into. But for now, yeah, it's, um, it's, uh, it's a real positive sign with the four teams that's going back to training and the latest batch of tests and all come back negative. So yeah, hopefully. But um, the, obviously the plan, the strongly hinted plan is that the league will return at the end of the summer behind closed doors. But again, you have to look at the viability of that, don't you? Wait, like, I've done closed going to survive without that gate receipt coming in. And even over here in Ireland, like your TV deals aren't as strong as that, that uh, scoring of, of that, of that nature. So... It'd be great to see a return, but the viability factor of behind closed doors is it's one that's still going to have to be looked at. Yeah, and Nathan, uh, we have heard absolutely nothing about It's all been Premier Division. We've heard nothing about the First Division. I did see an article there the other day, which I have a screenshot here of, and I can't remember if it was the Mirror or the Sun, uh, more than likely the Mirror, because I'm not a fan of the Sun. Uh, yeah, it is yeah. thought unlikely the First Division will return, and if it does there will be no promotion on account of there being no relegation from the top flights. The, again, is this just another case where the first division just kicked to the side and, and there's no real interest in it? Like the whole league is an afterthought in the FEI, but the first division is the afterthought of the afterthought. Yeah. And like that has, that has to return. Like that would be, surely that would be catastrophic for certain teams if they just have no income whatsoever coming in for the next or save the future, like yeah, which really nearly it's be, nearly like, a year because they won't be going yeah. back till till uh, February and the league will like, start in March or Feb- end of February. So it's a long time to have n- nothing coming in whatsoever, uh, especially, especially for these clubs. clubs. And the FEI yeah. are going to have to come up with something, Nathan, aren't they? Because it's not it's not acceptable enough for clubs to be struggling and you know going through this on their own. It's not just up to the government here. The FEI need to step up and negotiate, even if it is with the government, to help these clubs out. Because as, as with the basketball over in England that, that Peter was talking about, there are people who rely on their football clubs for their peace of mind, for their mental health, even if you want to go down really? that road, because it's something to look forward to. You know, people come home from work, it's something to look forward to. I mean, that's yeah. why it's, there's been such a big call in the Premier League to come back, because people revolved our lives around it you know so it is a big call and uh, we haven't heard enough from the FAI and we haven't heard no. enough from the government have we 
and, and especially with the FEO, that's been that's just been the way things have been with them. With a lot of these issues, is radio silence, and it's just not good enough. And it's not just the fans like just jumping like on, oh, but all head the FEO. These are the reasons why we don't like like that. It's so unlike around the League of Ireland community that like it's radio silence. There's no help for these, especially these students. If the fourth division not coming back would be a disaster for most of them clubs. A lot of them do have financial issues. And like I said, like even for the fan base, like even for me personally, like the league of like that's what gets you through the weeks and weeks, you know. There's oh, it doesn't matter Friday night, go down, see the boys, have a bit of laugh, watch the game, and like it's a social aspect. It's not just a game of football to people. Yeah. Like people always laugh and say, Oh, League of Ireland, like what had you going there? It's like it just it's such a big aspect of a lot of people's lives and it's such an aspect of a lot of communities. Like you have small towns around Ireland that this football team is where everybody flocks and where everybody goes to. And to see one of these teams drop out because of this and because of the lack of help, like financial help being given by the FAI would be, be very sad to see. It really would be. Yeah, well, they call it the new FAI. You wrote an article about it before, about yeah. the struggles that are still there. Again, on the bigkickoff.com, have a look at, at, at some of Nathan's articles, which are, uh, are excellent. But they really need to start showing that they're a new FAI because at the moment there's been a few little sort of positives pr- promotional positives it seems to be it doesn't seem to be it seems to be pr at the moment and they really need to get their finger out and start showing that they mean business so uh, yeah, a little bit of breaking news here dave plans for a 7.7 million upgrade on Tallis stadium has been passed by south dublin county council at a recent meeting Tallis stadium now will increase to 10,000 from 8,000. So a, a bit of good news. Again, what South, County Council, or South Dublin County Council are putting that money towards it. And I presume it's the fourth stand to make it. Fourth stand, the north stand, yeah. But um, yeah, listen, uh, if take the COVID-19 out of it at the moment, it would have been more than enough because uh, as we know, over the last season or so, the game has slowly been picking up on attendance. The big games are starting to get near sellout at this stage, especially the, the Bowles Rovers derby over the last couple of years, especially with Bowles coming back to the front. Um, I was at the, the last one and it was sold out. It was kind of, you could have easily got a few more thousand in. So it's come at the right time. Hopefully the fans come back. I expect them to come back. Um, but it's a positive because ultimately, if all the clubs had top facilities like Rovers do, you'd get that bit more coming into the, into the grounds without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, and Dave, just on the on, on the government again. So there, there's South Dublin County Council putting seven point seven million into yeah. stadium. Now I know that's not Shamrock Rovers Stadium, even though it's their home and yeah, and and it will be their home. But should the the government not be football, soccer, if they'll call it, but football mm-hmm. is the biggest participated sport on the island, and mm-hmm. there should be more money put into these clubs. Yeah. There should be more money put into the infrastructure in the club. And, and I know there's a little bit of bias here, but a lot of money goes into the, to the GAA and yeah. nothing yeah. against that. That is fine. But they need to start matching that money with football clubs yeah. around the country. Uh, no, I'd have to agree. And I know we're going to see it with Daly Park as well. It's going to be council-owned and it's going to go with the same model as, say, Rovers. But that could be the case study and that could be where the FAI get involved with different councils and say, right, we 
what's the crack with where can we look to in Cork? Can we do it where it's near the city and maybe Cove could use it in ground share and then both clubs have a top class facility? Then do they look in the Midlands and have a look towards it alone? And then they go out and look towards the West and talk to the, the various councils of some of the big clubs and say, right, we want to get involved, we want to help. Um, obviously, they take control of the land or whatever, but we can provide the facilities and then you know, we give you next to no rent, but at the same time, we both make money. Um, it's the leading light, in my opinion, of how facilities should be for all the clubs. And maybe that's where the FEI need to get involved and talk to more councils of their different areas and say, listen, what can we do? Is there, is, have you got land? Or do you want, is there a way of the clubs giving up potentially their land and saying, right, here's what we can do over a hundred yearly. I don't know. I don't know what the way it works. It's like, for example, up in Oriel Park, Dundalk, uh, the owners of which we know have plenty of money. They don't want to um, put the money into the ground because they don't own it. Um, so that's probably where the FEI need to get involved. Is there a way that, do they move away from Oriel so that they can give them somewhere where they can really give it the facilities it deserves? Because that's another big club who should be having seven or 8,000, but you're not getting them because it's a small, very, dilapidated stadium so you know maybe this is where Noel can use his Noel Quinn can use his uh, poll and, and talk to the right people 